This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Woo-wee! It's going to be a hot and sticky Friday around the state of Wisconsin. How are you, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yonke at five minutes after five o'clock on the final Friday of May. Yeah, it's the 31st. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it's going to feel like July by the time we get to about lunchtime today. Sunshine across the state. 85 are expected high. Overnight lows down to 58. For tomorrow, we've got about a 30% chance of rain in the forecast, like Stu mentioned yesterday. It's not going to be a lot, but it is still going to be measurable. 70 are expected high tomorrow, so a 15-degree swing for Sunday will stay at 70, should stay dry, about a 10% chance of rain on Sunday. Fairly dry on Monday, 73, dry on Tuesday, 79, with another chance of showers back in the forecast as soon as Wednesday. You know, we talk a lot about all the weekend activities that we've got at our disposal, from festivals right on through to things like dairy breakfast. Is it important that Wisconsin agriculture still invites folks out to the farm? Representative Joel Kitchens, who's a veterinarian by profession, says yes, indeed it is. We'll talk about that after 5.30. Also, up before 6 o'clock, we think about the holiday weekend like last weekend, Memorial Weekend. But guess what? Our livestock markets are being influenced this weekend by another holiday. Tell you about that as well. And we're chatting with some of the graduates from the class of 2019 at the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. You know what? Each and every one of you could become a hero. What am I talking about? I'm talking about having the discussion and making the decision to be an organ, tissue, and eye donor. Across the state of Wisconsin, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites right now waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation, and you could be their hero. One person can save as many as eight lives through organ donation and improve 75 lives through tissue and eye donation. But listen... It's a decision that you have to make so your family doesn't have to make it for you. It's simple and easy to do. Register now. Get online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. Register today. It's fast. It's easy. Just jump online. Donate LifeWisconsin.org. That's Donate LifeWisconsin.org. You not only become a hero in your family today, you become someone else's hero in the future. So this weekend, again, Wisconsin Agriculture is going to open its doors for things like cows on the concourse on the Capitol Square. We've also got dairy breakfasts that are starting to launch. You can find out more about them online, hoorayWisconsinDairy.com. Is it important that we have these events? Wisconsin Agriculture is surely struggling. Well, Wisconsin State Representative Joel Kitchen says this may be the only way for today's consumers to connect, not only with where their food comes from, but the struggles of today's producers. He was hosting an event earlier this week up in Kewanee County. Governor Tony Evers in to learn more about what Wisconsin farmers are doing on behalf of water quality. Reba McClone gives us more on why those on-farm experiences are so important today. 
When Governor Evers visited Deer Run Dairy in Kiwani County to learn more about what farmers are doing to improve water quality, one of the practices that was highlighted was cover crops. Barry Boobles spoke about the importance of this practice. Boobles is a soil scientist for the Natural Resources Conservation Service and is an area coordinator for the NRCS. He works with farmers on these demonstration farms to find new ways to improve water quality and conservation. We're out here today. Um, Deer Run Dairy is one of the four four uh, door Kiwani demonstration farms that we have here, along with uh, Augustine's, um, the Bry family, and, uh, and, and Kinnard Farms. And so uh, this is one of four demonstration farm networks that we have in the state. We have uh, the first one that started over in the Lower Fox, just south of Green Bay, um, and then the Upper Fox and Wolf River, um, the door Kiwani, and then we have a small one down in Ozaki County. And so um, the, the goal of the demonstration farms is to t- take some maybe out-of-the-box out ideas, innovative approaches to conservation, um, help farmers get started on them, but then have the farmers be able to showcase them to other farms so that we can spread uh, spread the word on that. Um, they can talk to each other and, and um, fine-tune it for their farm, the things that work. So. And so today at Deer Run Dairy, uh, we were able to see a manure digester and also some cover crop. And the governor of Wisconsin was here, Tony Evers. Can you tell me why you think it was important for him to be out here? Well, anytime that we can, you know, show the conservation practices such as cover crops to uh, lawmakers, non-ag people, other farmers, um, it's a it's a great opportunity to spread that message because not everyone understands what the positive benefits of cover crops and no-till planting can be on the water quality, uh, how it protects water quality for the agricultural producer and for the non-agricultural folks. Like you said, no-till cover crops are two options. The manure digester is another option. Maybe what are some of the other options that you guys have at different demonstration farms? Well, some of the other practices that we've really been working a lot on is um, less or low disturbance manure applications where we're not inverting the soil, where we're um, you know surface supplying or, or cutting a slot into the ground where the manure is going, where we can still keep that surface um, intact and that we can then plant into. And so that just that helps with the reduction in erosion and, and just continuing builds that infiltrate those infiltration rates in the soil you were kind of talking about those infiltration rates do you have like any numbers about how they're impacting water quality yeah so what's really unique about door Kiwani here is uh, working in uh, or cooperating with the discovery farms program we have two um, edge of field monitoring stations where we're actually going to be taking um, water quality data Ubles explained that those monitoring stations can get real-time data regarding rainfall which helps farmers better understand and utilize what is happening in their fields. Representative Joel Kitchens helped to set up the visit for Governor Evers. Kitchens is a part of the Water Quality Task Force and understands the importance of working with those in agriculture instead of against them. He explained the importance of having the governor visit. I just think it was really important for the governor to get up here and see firsthand the good things that have been happening in Kiwani County because, you know, really they, they've been ground zero for the groundwater problems over the last several years and there's just been so much good that has happened. And, and including the farmers in the in the process and, and having them at the table has just been a huge part of that. So I think it was great for the governor to see what they were doing and, you know, give them a chance to show off, you know, all the progress they're making. 
One of the key issues today is that water quality. Um, so what are some of the practices that they talked about today? Yeah, well, there are a lot of, you know, they're attacking it from a lot of different angles. They, they showed the digester that they have today, which, you know, hugely reduces the pathogens in the manure that, that go out onto the fields. And they showed the cover crops, which is, you know, that's just been a tremendous help as well. That I think they said now they've put in 11,000 acres in Kiwani County. Um, and that just hugely reduces the, the flow of nutrients into the, either the groundwater or the surface water, prevents erosion. And what are we doing on the state level to help with water conservation? Well, one of the things that we've done, I think, that's been very successful is supporting groups like this. We have these producer-led watershed grants that they have taken advantage of that allow them to, you know, to help people offset the cost of things like cover crops and all that so they can at least get started with it. And I think once most of them see how well they, well they work, they, you know, they uh, do them again on their own without the grant money. Um, so, so that's one of the big things. I think we're still dealing with, you know, helping people pay for their wells and, and all when they, when they do have bad wells. But obviously, you know, prevention's the direction we want to go. When asked about if there would be any issues regarding expansion of producer-led watershed grants, Kitchens didn't foresee many issues. You know, I don't know where it's going to be in the budget right now. I think both sides agree that that is the place where our money is best spent, you know, Democrat and Republican. And I'm on the Water Quality Task Force, and that's come through loud and clear, too, that, um, you know, Peninsula Pride, our group here, they've really been a model for a lot of the other groups around the state, but they're they're springing up everywhere. And I think that um, there's general realization that, and, and again, I talked to the governor today about it, and he agrees with that, too. So it does have bipartisan support. And what about the trading of water nutrients? Uh, how has that been going? Yeah, and I'm the, the assembly author on that, and I, I think that's going to be that's going to be really big down the line, and, and that's something that Peninsula Pride, the group we met with today, they're very interested in. I think that's going to you know allow some of these practices we mentioned cover crops, but there are others as well, buffer strips along rivers and things like that. That it'll it'll allow you know an income source for them to, to be able to pay for those things. So I think down the line that's going to be a big part of the solution. And how is that doing in the house right now? Yeah. It, it passed through the assembly now. Unanimously, it passed through. And um, we will be taking it up soon, I think, in the assembly. Um, so I expect that to become law. I'm confident. And what are the next steps for that? Well, it has to it has to go through the assembly. We haven't even had a hearing on it yet. But, but um, I'm assured that I, I think in June we're going to have a, a hearing. And then it will go to the floor and then go to the governor for a signature. But um, I know the, the DNR secretary is very supportive of it. So I, I don't anticipate having any trouble getting the governor to sign it. What do you see as maybe some of the issues between the communication between the agriculture industry and the general public regarding water quality? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that, you know, part of the problem has been that there's so few people farming now. It's like 1% of our population. So there is a big disconnect. And groups like this, I think they're really making an effort to get out there and, and show the public what they're doing. Um, you know, I, th- I think once the, if the public really saw some of these things that we saw today, they would feel much better about the direction of agriculture and the, the things that they are doing. Because certainly in this area, the farmers have really stepped up and taken responsibility for their role in it, and, and they're doing some great things to make it better. In Kiwani County, there is quite a bit of turmoil between the two industries. How do you see that moving forward? Yeah, you know, there's really it's moved forward pretty well in Kiwani County. I think there's a very vocal group that um, has been very critical and, and um, hasn't been terribly supportive of the farmers' efforts. You know, they, they, they feel like we can regulate our way out of this, but I just don't think you can. The way I view it, it's like, you know, if you... 
if you set the speed limit at 55, the average person, well, they'll go 60, maybe 65 if a cop's not around. So unless you have buy-in, you know, from groups like this where they see the value of that regulation, you know, they're going to spend their energy trying to see how they can get around it. So that's the beauty of, of groups like this, that we're letting them in on the on the process. And, we're, you know, they're sitting at the table. They're bringing forward their ideas. And I think that's much more successful than just trying to come down, uh, you know, hard on them. I, I, you know, there's a place for that, certainly. And we, you know, we redid rules in the last session within our 151 to the manure management rules that were specific to this area. So there's a place for regulation, certainly. Um, and when farmers deliberately violate that, we should come down hard on them, no doubt about that. But we, but we do need to give them the opportunity to, to show us how to do it and to, you know, be part of the process because most of them will do that. You always have a few bad actors. And what do you think about the impacts of, say, people using Roundup or fertilizers on their lawns and how that's impacting the water quality as well in comparison to agriculture? Yeah, I, I don't have a figure for you. I'm certain in some areas that's a, that's a real big part of it. Golf courses certainly use a lot of fertilizer. Um, you know, honestly, dairy gets so much of the blame for the bad wells, but when it comes to nitrates, the commercial fertilizers, whether it's on lawns or on fields, are actually much worse than manure. It's just the, the form of nitrogen that is used. So that's why in the central sands where they grow a lot of corn, a lot of potatoes, they put on so much commercial fertilizer, they have horrible nitrate problems. So, um, you know, all of that plays a role in it. And, and bad septic systems certainly, you know, play a role in all of this as well. And have you heard anything from your constituents lately with all of the rain and everything that's been going on? A little bit. I had one one gentleman that called me about it. Not very much yet, but it's been a challenging year. And, then, and that's been part of the problem that lately we've had a lot of challenging years where it's so wet that they can't get on the fields. And when they do, they feel, you know, they have to get all their manure out in a hurry before so they can get the crops planted. So, you know, that's that's been one of the, the problems is that when you have years like this, um, it, it narrows that window where you can get the manure out onto the fields. So this potentially could be a difficult year. Due to the continued rains, keeping water quality in mind and maintaining best practices helps to ensure a safer water supply for everyone. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I... This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Have you ever encountered one of those companies that tries to be all things to all people? It's like herding cats... The tools, the parts, the know-how are all difficult to round up and solve the precise problem you're hoping to repair. At Benjamin Plumbing, they focus on one thing and one thing only. Plumbing. Not heating and air conditioning, not garage door replacement, not security alarms or beauty salon supplies. Just plumbing repairs, remodels, and new construction. Avoid the jack-of-all-trades. Rely on your friends at Benjamin Plumbing to do what they do best each and every time. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding? Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever had had sudden confusion, confusion, trouble speaking, speaking, or or understanding understanding someone? It could be one of the five signs of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. 
If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't Don't wait wait until until it's it's too late. late. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. A lady who knows overalls are fashionable every season. The fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. 520 lacrosse here, starting off with 61 degrees. Mauston's 57, Fondlac 55, and Madison 63 degrees. I don't know. Overalls might be a little warm with the weather I'm looking at today. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Holy Peapod, all of a sudden we're launching into the 80s, huh? Yeah, today's going to be a warm one, Pam. And you mentioned, you know, thinking about getting the air conditioning running. Uh, we'll cool it off by 10, 10 degrees already for Saturday and even then cooler for Sunday. So if you can endure it, find a spot under the porch with the dogs or something like that and take a little cool break. Let's look at low pressure off to the northwest. It's going to drop east and southeast and bring a cool front right through Wisconsin. There is some indication of sprinkly light rain in southern Canada, north of Minnesota this morning, and a little rain in central Illinois. None of that a concern for us, but we are going to see that front drop in. Today, we have a nice sunny day with that front off to the north. The mild air really pounds in, and we keep these really warm temperatures in store. I would expect that lacrosse could be pushing up to 10 degrees as we head through afternoon, and then that front moves in. Even late this afternoon at lacrosse or Boston, a slight rain chance, a little more likely. We all see that chance of a shower or could be a thunderstorm developing through the night, lasting into the day Saturday. Trace amounts of rain to about a quarter inch should be the worst we expect, but with clouds and a bit of a rain chance at least through Saturday morning, we'll stay cooler Saturday, back to sun and even cooler for Sunday. I'll have the forecast in just a moment. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. We grew up here, and many of us are farm kids through and through. So whether you have one acre or a thousand. Whether you're building a house or a legacy. Your friends, family, and neighbors at Compere Financial have your back. And And we're we're ready ready to to champion champion rural together. together. Learn more at Compere.com. Compere Financial. Equal credit opportunity lender. If something unexpected happens to your business, wouldn't you want to be protected by a local Wisconsin-based insurance company that also protects thousands of other Wisconsin businesses? There's a local rural mutual insurance agent office near you, and premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Rural mutual insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Alrighty, Stu, so we'll put up with the heat today. It's going to stay dry, but then what do you have up your sleeve? Hello. <laughs> Oops. That would signal that Stu cannot uh, cannot get through, and I can't answer you on my cell phone, buddy. Sorry about that. 
Okay, so we're first going to take a look at what's going on as far as temperatures. Uh, like Stu said, we're looking for daytime highs today that are probably going to touch out into the low 80s. So please make sure you're taking care of yourself as well as your critters when it comes to that weather. Uh, but tomorrow we are looking for daytime highs that will slip back into the 70s. By front part of next week, uh, we'll probably be in the 60s, but rebounding by the time that we get to Wednesday of next week. Unfortunately, rain possibilities increase starting uh, front part of next week as well. Around the state this morning, La Crosse, you've got clear skies. You're sitting at 61 degrees, feels like 59. Mauston, you're clear this morning, 57, with uh, that feeling like 57. Then if we take a look at... <laughs> what's Quit calling me, Stu. Uh, Mauston, you're at 57. Fond du Lac, you're cloudy and 55. Oshkosh, sunny and 54. Madison, clear skies, you're sitting at 63 degrees. Coming up after 530. Uh, we've got the National Holstein Convention coming to Wisconsin June 24th through the 26th. What's going on there? We'll give you a quick preview on that. And congratulations, graduates of 2019, UW School of Veterinary Medicine. Happy to announce that many of their graduates staying in the state to practice large animal veterinary medicine. That story after 5.30. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. I bet many of you don't even know that Wisconsin's got a school of veterinary medicine right there on the UW-Madison campus. Sometimes if you don't need that resource, you don't realize it's there. That's the way it was for Jody. Her dog, Piper, came down with an emergency gastrointestinal problem, and she needed help right away. And she turned to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. I called them immediately, knowing that I could get through to somebody, and they pretty much walked me through it. And that alone just put me at ease. So I called back probably 15 minutes later and said, I'm on my way. Fortunately, that emergency after our visit to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine was productive. Today, Jody is a strong advocate for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine and their expansion project. My name is Jody, and I'm the mom to my dog, Piper. I 100% support the building project for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine, and I hope you will too. It's a gem for Wisconsin. You can help. Go to AnimalsNeedHeroes2TOO.com for more. I-39 Supplies, word of the day, asthma. Went in and got prices on trailers at I-39. Great deals, but I got an asthma wife. Trailers, service, and more. I-39supply.com. We've always had villains to face. Bad guys to take down. But you. You are the most horrible of all. Just because you're tough, it doesn't mean we can't beat you. We're here because we've had enough of you. We all have the power to do something. To change something. To stand up to cancer. Every single one of us is mortal. Even me. Even me. One person is not a team. But when we join together... You don't stand a chance. But inside, we are all heroes. We are resilient. We are powerful. And we will win. Marvel Studios' Avengers Endgame, MasterCard, and Stand Up to Cancer are joining together today to help take down one of the biggest villains of all. Cancer. Join us now at standuptocancer.org slash MasterCard. Hi, I'm Travis Ganser. We hear you. You need new windows. Ganser Company is proud to introduce 80 Years and 80 Minutes. 
Simply put, you need real information and pricing so you can make a good decision and spend your precious time with your family and friends, not contractors failing to call you back, taking weeks to get you an estimate, or the high-pressure sales pitch you dread. Our 80 years of hindsight for 80 minutes of your time. We give you the skinny in 80 minutes to make an educated decision. With the huge swing in temperatures from below zero to the upper 90s, Ganser Company has the only window made for Wisconsin climate. Infinity Windows from Marvin offer a lifetime warranty. Bring on the ice, wind, and the heat. Infinity Windows don't warp, crack, or fade like vinyl windows. Call today, 608-222-1243. Or stop into our showroom and see the Infinity Window Experience. Remember, 80 years and 80 minutes from a local family business of four generations. It's that simple. Dancer, that's the answer. Agronomy, feed, propane, agri-finance, fuels, and more. Insight FS is your supplier of choice. Insight FS lubricants offer high-quality protection from diesel to industrial machinery. They blend it, they back it. Your equipment is only as reliable as what you put in it. Use Insight FS lubricants. From energy to agriculture, on the farm, at your business, or at home, make Insight FS your valued partner. Visit InsightFS.com for a location near you. No crack for you. Just say no to crack. The DRS Asphalt Formula adds better materials for flexibility of expansion and contraction. It's superior to other asphalt mixtures, so you can put your foot down and say no to crack. DRS Asphalt Paving, your local family paving company using long-lasting, superior ingredients that withstand Wisconsin's weather. Visit drspaving.com. DRS Paving and Asphalt. If you don't use DRS, it's your own asphalt. For decades, white planters have earned a reputation for boosting yields and profits. Now they've taken a quantum leap forward with the addition of Precision Planting's remarkable seeding technology. It gives you more speed, more precision, and better yields. Plant with confidence for an early season win and an end of season reward. Learn more about white planters at your local Ziegler Ag Equipment location or online at zieglerag.com. Jewelry is always the perfect gift for that special someone. You want to go to Goodman's Jewelers, where they have the experience and patience to work with you to find that perfect diamond. Pendant necklace, diamond earrings, engagement ring. It'll be a one of a kind and all yours at Goodman's Jewelers, a couple blocks from the Capitol on State Street. I can try and defend Rogers' play at times from last year. I cannot defend uh, that beer chugging uh, performance. That was uh, that was absolutely atrocious. Uh, before I wanted to get to this Rashawn Gary stuff, Rob, because I'm sure Nelson's filled you in on the on the controversy on our side. But let's say some nice things first. And Bart Starr, you talk about. I'm sure you had many chances to interview him over your career, uh, as did I. I. You talk about a nice person. I mean, for, forgetting about the championships and you know the the Super Bowls and the history of the Green Bay Packers, just from a human being perspective, I was always taken back at how nice of a guy Bart Starr was. Yeah, there, there was only one brief time, really, Joe, where he wasn't, and that's when he was the head coach of the Packers from 75 to 83. He did not have very good feelings for the most part with the media. Um, outside of that, you're a 1,000% right. Um, and and I, I could certainly say he's not the only one who didn't have, you know, throughout history who hasn't had nice relations with the media. It's, it's not always the easiest thing to do. But, um, yeah, I, I had a number of chances to interview him through the years. Joe, I remember I would start him always saying Mr. Star, and he would say he would stop me immediately and correct me and say, no, it's Bart. Um, no matter what you ask about him, Joe, to try to get him to say something flattering or nice about himself, 
he would he would spin that and he would you know he'd give credit to Jerry Kramer or Paul Horning uh, or Boyd Dowler or somebody else you know he'd give it to Lombardi he'd give it to the you know he'd give it to the defense he he was very selfless in in that manner um, it it went on and on like that for him I I think uh, with, with anybody he knew and anybody he dealt with um, it, it, all the stories and all the guys that I've talked to. Uh, about Bart through the years for uh, the various books I've written, Joe, have, have really all just kind of said the same thing, um, just in, in different words. And, and that theme has always been he was, he was the perfect leader at the perfect time, you know, with a guy like Lombardi. Not a lot of people could have handled Lombardi. Uh, Bart's upbringing, um, kind of in a militaristic household, allowed him to do that and kind of handle the head coach where I think a lot of other people – would have just melted. I mean, but, but but you guys remember, three years into his career, Bart was kind of drifting aimlessly, and uh, he he and Lombardi had kind of an immediate connection and chemistry. And in '59, it just it started to roll, and, and by '61, they were world champs. No, he's he he he's one of the most underrated players, Joe, in the history of the game. And you are right; he's one of the all-time nice guys. Um, I think that, that for the most part, anybody dealt with it. It's a huge blow to the Packer family. Um, I, I think we all knew it was coming. Um, but you know, it, it, it is sad, Joe, in a lot of ways. There, there were some signs coming out of you know the star camp in the last few months that things were going better. He was going to try to get to Green Bay this year for a game, uh, et cetera, things like that. And this this just seemingly came on quick, and um, he couldn't get past it. And um, like I, like I said, just just an immense loss for for everybody uh, who ever knew him or dealt with him. Well, I'll leave it with this, Rob, and uh, it was a actually a Christmas gift, I believe, two Christmases ago, where I got in my stocking a book written by one Rob Reichel chronicling the careers of all the Packers quarterbacks from Favre uh, to Star to Rogers, and it is an incredible read. So I would encourage everybody to kind of pull back the curtain on some of the, that you talked about with some of the stuff, uh, the backstories of Star and, and Lombardi. It's it's a great read from my friend Rob Reichel. Also, I have to say this, your book nobody's underdog about mike mccarthy is my personal favorite <laughs> I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll just say this evo uh leaders of the pack which joe just finished describing um is still selling pretty well um nobody's underdog was was done selling copies in about nine minutes that, uh, rob I, I think you tough scene evo tough scene Hey, that, for, that one went right to video, Evo. Stop um, it. It's, it's a beautiful I, read. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, uh, Evo. Uh, from a sales standpoint, though, the Leaders of the Pack one uh, was, was definitely well, – Rob. Was, and, and it was one of my favorite books to do. I mean, Joe, <laughs> Joe's that on. I mean, I, I, I wrote 30,000 words or something, 40,000 words on Bart Starr. I mean, that was just a treat talking to all these people. My, you know, Mike my, my, my McCarthy's not the uh, easiest guy in the world to find good material on. Definitely. Rob! Oh, my God. Okay, so real quick. <laughs> A lot of people struggle. With, a lot of people struggle with reading like the Iliad or the Odyssey and old Homer. Like, but it's, it's a it's a brilliant book of uh, personal triumph. Those books and nobody's underdog is right up there in the pantheons of the classics. Everyone in the Mike McCarthy fan. Club no, no, Ebo, not it for Ebo. It's not a pantheon, Ebo. It's not a pantheon. It's a pamphlet. Because it was even, a two-page read that Rob wrote. It was a pamphlet, book. not a pantheon. I read it every night before I go to bed. Well, you'll fall asleep quickly, then, probably, Evo. So. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is the Farm Report with Pam Young. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2019. In Wisconsin, it means more large animal veterinarians staying in the state. We're talking more about that as we head towards 6 o'clock. I'm Pam Yankee. 
Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. This one caught my attention this morning. Did you know on this date back in 1899, two night salesmen got together in Beaver Dam? Their conversation about was a way to provide Christian support to the traveling businessmen. Now, remember, this is back in 1899 when that was a very common profession. During their meeting, they decided that they were going to ask some of their other professional contacts to join them. You know what it ended up being? The Gideon Bibles. Yeah, back in 1948, by that time, they'd already distributed over 15 million Bibles worldwide. And I'll venture to guess, if you pull out the drawer of most hotels today, you'll still see a Gideon Bible. And now you know. I'm Pam Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. Well, Wisconsin's getting ready to play host to the National Holstein Convention. That's going to be June 24th through the 26th up in the Fox Valley. One message they want to share with dairy producers today, how their checkoff dollars pay dividends long beyond research projects' conclusion. Mike Ramsey's got more. For consumers today, a wealth of information is never more than a click away. And when it comes to researching where their food comes from, it's important that the dairy community have a trusted voice in responding to consumer questions. The Undeniably Dairy campaign, led by Dairy Management Incorporated, DMI, is aimed at providing that positive message around dairy products and farming practices. DMI Vice President of Farmer Relations, Stan Irwin, explains. That's really what we're trying to create is engagement with the consumer, engagement with dairy farmers. Because when people meet dairy farmers, they spend any time with them, they realize their values, they realize. And I would say this is for any farmer, all of agriculture. Irwin says the Undeniably Dairy campaign is focused on a specific audience of consumers called conflicted health seekers. People who like dairy but aren't sure if eating more dairy can be part of a healthy diet. They, they need some permission to know that things are doing right to continue to consume and enjoy dairy. So that's really our group. Um, when you look at them, it's about a third of the population. They are almost equally spread across age groups, male and female. The goal is to meet these consumers where they are. Casual conversations on social media, outreach in restaurants like McDonald's, Taco Bell, Domino's and Pizza Hut, and a media presence on mainstream channels like Food Network. And can we give them the information as they begin to ask these questions that begin to move them from a conflicted health seeker to a dairy lover? Who says, ah, okay, I'm, I'm very comfortable. I can continue to eat more dairy. I'm reassured about the nutrition I'm getting. I'm reassured about the practices being used on the farms. Undeniably Dairy unites the entire dairy industry along all parts of the value chain to speak with one voice about how dairy products are responsibly produced. More than 300 companies across the dairy community are involved, and early research points to positive progress in reaching these specific consumers. Learn more at dairygood.org. For Holstein Association USA, I'm Miles Ramsey. A little nice weather in Wisconsin's inspirational. And when you get all those great ideas pulled together, don't forget McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City can make them a reality. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here from my buddies at McFarland's. And I'll tell you one department that inspires me with new ideas every time I visit. That is 
the rental department. Now, let's face it. Summertime is time for graduations and weddings, class reunions, etc. Maybe you just want to have a successful birthday party or neighborhood mixer. I'll tell you what, the rental department at McFarland's can give you all kinds of great ideas. Step it up a notch. It's not just about the chairs and tables. How about a snow cone maker? Maybe a cotton candy maker? Popcorn popper? They've got it all. If you're looking for inspiration on how to make your party or event a success, start at the rental department right there inside of McFarland's, all under one roof, 780 Carolina Street in Sauk City. Congratulations to the graduating class of 2019. I'll tell you what, in Wisconsin agriculture, despite the economic challenges we're facing, we're also challenged when it comes to taking care of our animals. Wisconsin is in need of more large animal veterinarians. The good news is our UW School of Veterinary Medicine not only attracting outstanding candidates, but thanks in large part to the way that they're trained, they stay in Wisconsin. I'm introducing you to two of the 2019 graduates that are staying in Wisconsin coming up in just a little bit. Markets in overnight electronic trade are paying attention to the weekend. You thought that the holiday influence end last weekend with Memorial Weekend? Well, think again. This weekend, it's Ramadan. That's a Muslim holiday that's really been an influence in our livestock trade lately. We've seen feeder lamb prices jump anywhere from 20 to 40 cents a pound in the past 10 days' time. Dave Johnson with the Equity Livestock Sales Association in Baraboo says it's that kind of ethnic influence that more and more livestock producers have to pay attention to. The holidays come and go, and as that happens, yeah, there'll be different people having different reasons to buy them. For, you know, some people will, as the, as the ethnic trade wanes after the holidays, then the, the true lamb feeders will come in and start to buy these at lesser money. But there may be more weight or more numbers available. So those are all relative aspects to the market. Dave Johnson with the Equity Livestock Sales Association out of Baraboo. All right, let's find out what the market's talking about on a final Friday of May headed into the weekend. Mark Ophold's got our bottom line. Well, the month of May 2019 is going to be remembered for a lot of things in agriculture, but primarily as the wettest month in recorded history. December corn is likely going to add over 90 cents when the close today. November soybeans over 55 cents for the month, and July wheat Chicago over 80 cents. Now, states with prevent plant dates today include Iowa, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. And those three states alone have an estimated 8 million acres left to plant. Trade volume has been heavy on this up move, so there are a lot of participants now in this trade. Traders and analysts now juggling with what-if scenarios regarding ending stocks. We don't see USDA addressing that in the June supply-demand update, so whatever their ending stocks numbers are here next month, I think the trade will quickly discard the number. This is the Bottom Line Report. You can feed less hay and reduce the number of days your cattle are on feed if you're using Lactopro Advance from MS Biotech. They call it technology by nature's design, MS Biotech. 
and Americo. Do you, your loved ones, have concerns about covering expenses left behind by Medicare? Go online to Americo.com. Search for answers for you and your family. Americo. Outside forces have pressured livestock futures, including the Dow, now at its lowest level since early February. And the key support for August live hogs, we think, is 85.95. We'll watch that number looking on ahead. I'm Mark Oppold, wishing you a profitable week ahead. All righty. Markets are trading lower in overnight activity. We saw some rallies yesterday, but apparently profit takers have moved in now. In overnight trade, December corn's down a nickel right now at 447 and a quarter. November beans down four and a half, currently at 911 a bushel, with July new crop wheat down seven cents, currently at 507 and a half. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped a quarter of a cent to 154. 40-pound block cheese remained unchanged, 168 and a quarter, while double-A butter dropped two and a quarter cents, settled on Thursday at 235 a pound. The fluid milk contracts are also trending lower right now. June milk's down six, 1612 a hundredweight. July milk down six, 1654 a hundredweight in overnight trade. Got to get out to September, October, November before we see fluid milk contracts in Chicago that are at or above the $17 a hundredweight mark. Coming up next, congratulations to the class of 2019. They are graduates of the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. The good news for Wisconsin agriculture, they're staying in Wisconsin. Talking with those graduates next, brought to you by the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications, and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological, and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily... There are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things... You're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. 
She knows a hay bale makes a perfectly comfortable seat. It's time for the Wisconsin Farm Report with Pam Yonke. On this final Friday of May, as we roll toward the weekend, we want to congratulate all the graduates from the School of Veterinary Medicine class of 2019. You know, what you might not realize is a lot of those graduates are going to stay right here in Wisconsin. That's one of the benefits you need to realize about this teaching facility that's also involved in world-class research. Remember, the School of Veterinary Medicine on the UW-Madison campus has trained more than half of the veterinarians in the state and consistently ranks among the top 10 schools in the nation. And that's why these two students were particularly attracted to coming to Madison and finishing their veterinary medicine degrees right here. Let me introduce you to Tyler Mack, a Pennsylvania native that decided to come to Wisconsin for his education, and Kendra Hodge. Now, she's an Appleton native. She is a daughter of two teachers that has long felt she was meant to be a veterinarian. She focuses in on wildlife when it comes to her passion, and that's led her to ultimately practicing large animal veterinary medicine back here in the state. Kendra, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like a lot of vet students, um, I've wanted to be a vet since I was little. Um, But then in undergrad, I got really interested in wildlife. I went to um, UW-Madison for my undergrad as well. Um, So I did a degree in biology and wildlife ecology there. Um, And then I was kind of on the fence about whether to go to vet school or go to grad school to pursue wildlife. So I actually did a master's degree at Purdue University um, for about five years. Um, And then the longer I didn't go to vet school, the more I was like, I really want to do this. So then we, you know, my husband, I met my husband in Indiana. And so then we moved back up to Madison to go to vet school. Mm -hmm. Now, what was attractive about uh, Madison? I mean, obviously it is home and some of us can understand that, but I'm sure that you were lining up uh, vet schools next to each other from across the countryside. What made the UW-Madison program attractive to you? Sure. So, um, my, you know, I grew up in Wisconsin. All of my family's in Wisconsin. So living in Indiana, it was like a five-hour drive to go see anybody. And so that was pretty rough being away from family. So Madison was attractive because it was closer to family. I also got in-state tuition. And I knew that I wanted to, having lived outside of Wisconsin, I knew I wanted to come back and live here. So that was um, a motivation to start networking and things already in school, getting to know the people who would be in Wisconsin um, when I was practicing. Now, you've been part of the educational process for a little while here then, Kendra. So let's talk a little bit about what was the most valuable educational experience you had while in Madison. Even maybe it was when you were an undergrad, but now you're a true professional veterinarian. You did pursue your wildlife passion. Where were the educational components that really made you feel confident about your future? Sure. Um, So I think like vet school was, it was really interesting to see yourself progress. Um, So like second year, when you learn about all the diseases, um, you come home and all of your animals have every disease you've learned about. And then in third third year, you start learning to kind of temper that fear with the knowledge on how you would di- actually diagnose these things, how you would treat those things. So it was really cool to the way the program was developed to see yourself progress and becoming more confident and being able to, you know, um, take care of animals, essentially. Yeah. 
homegrown and staying in Wisconsin. That's Kendra Hodge. She is now on her way to Fredonia for a mixed animal veterinary practice. Again, a 2019 graduate from the School of Veterinary Medicine. And as she exits campus, there are more freshmen on their way to the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. This fall, the class is now going to total 96 students, up from 88 previously. So space is at a premium. And that's why we're talking to you now about supporting the building project for the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. Find out more on how you can pick up the phone, send a letter, write an email to our elected officials in support of the school online. Animals need heroes to TOO.com. It was the reputation for the dairy industry that Wisconsin School of Veterinary Medicine has that attracted Tyler Mack all the way from Pennsylvania. He, too, is a 2019 graduate that's decided to stay in Wisconsin. He explains more about his passion for the dairy industry and why he decided on the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. My interest in dairy medicine is high, and there's no really better place to be. Even though the dairy industry is struggling, Wisconsin is still one of the great meccas of the United States when it comes to the dairy industry. And I really wanted to stay part of that and be able to like take those tools, as I said, that I've implemented in my toolbox from veterinary school and take them and help these dairymen out, uh, out in their operations. And also the state of Wisconsin is just a fantastic place to live. I mean, there's so much to do. There's is that there's great agricultural, uh, great agriculture, um, and there's also great nature, and there's so much to do here. So I really wanted to stay here and start building my roots here. Tyler, let me ask you, there's a lot of people in Madison, you've seen it, they drive past the campus every day, they may see that brown building, but have no idea what's going on at the School of Veterinary Medicine or the attached hospital or that. How would you help that non-farm non-engaged Madisonian or anybody for that matter that doesn't realize about the resource, how do you explain to them what what it offers, what it means to Wisconsin agriculture, what it means to students like you? It means it means the world to people like me. Um, There's so much research that's going on to help uh, progress medicine in general Um, and there's also just great uh, faculty there and students like help progress the agricultural industry as one and as I said also the medical uh, industry is another and to me like helping like people outside of that realm understand that that there's so much good going through the veterinary school there in that little brown building as you put it um, it's, it's super important to me that they understand that and I mean if Sometimes, you know, running into a normal Madisonian, like I tried to explain those type of things to them, that there's so much good going on there. And I hope that they take that and they realize that. Tyler Mack, a Pennsylvania native that's now making Wisconsin his home as a graduate of the class of 2019 from the School of Veterinary Medicine. Remember, as he pointed out, the UW School of Veterinary Medicine is recognized around the world, not only for the curriculum that helps to create outstanding veterinarians, but also for the research that the faculty is always engaged in. And whether that's about dairy animals, our large animals, our wildlife our insect population, or the public health, they are engaged in many different facets of cooperation with the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture, with the School of Medicine, and many other private partnerships as well. But they are out of space for advancing that research further, and that's why they're asking you to get involved. Support the building project for the School of Veterinary Medicine. It's very simple to do. Jump online. Animals need heroes too. T-O-O.com. The goal of the building project is to double the size of their small animal hospital, 
and enhance the Maury Wad Large Animal Hospital by increasing their wet lab space by a third and tripling their infectious disease research laboratory space. You can take a look at all the details online. Animals need heroes to too.com. And please get involved. That's a quick update on what's happening on the UW School of Veterinary Medicine. And congratulations to Kendra Hodge from Appleton, now going towards Fredonia, and Tyler Mack, Pennsylvania native that's making his home in Wisconsin. He's on his way to Mayville to practice as a large animal vet.